Let's do it. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, I have a guest that is coming back to me, Julian. Julian was on the show previously a year ago, almost to this date. And she runs Feng Shui in Motion, a great company and a great, what's the word that I want to use? I usually have good terms for everything. It's a, it's more than a mindset. It's more than a lifestyle. It's a life. That's what we'll say. It is a life. So Julian, I'm so glad to have you back on. Please tell everybody about your last name, your two last names, because <laughs> sure. all of your last names, and please tell us what you've been up to and just give it, uh, the new listeners uh, a brief uh, bit about yourself sure. and your company. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. My name is, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jillian Rothschild Scholar, and I'm the owner and consultant at Feng Shui in Motion. I help ambitious people who are feeling like something is a bit off in their life, and they're looking for someone they can trust to get clarity, enabling them to confidently move forward and accelerate the results. So I'm based in Phoenix, Arizona, but I have been working in Chinese metaphysics and feng shui for over a decade. And I consult locally, but I also consult remotely and worldwide. Um, I work with Chinese metaphysics, um, different branches of Chinese metaphysics, including feng shui, which is helping people understand the harmony and balance of their homes and spaces. I also do Chinese astrology and I use different systems to do divination and help people get questions answered using other metaphysics methods. That's what I do. Okay, so Chinese metaphysics, real quick, I need you to educate the audience. Can you give us a good description of Chinese metaphysics so that the the audience can understand a little bit more? Because when you say feng shui, they automatically have a a thought of that, but there's more to it than just that. Yeah, so, well, well, first we'll do feng shui. Like, what is feng shui? So to me, it's a big topic and our time is limited, so we're not going to have time to go into everything. But to give you a basic understanding, to me, feng shui is a support system for our lives. When our lives have support through our environment, then it's much easier for us to achieve the things that we want in life, like well-being and abundance and love and happiness. So translated from Chinese, feng shui means wind, water. So it's this ancient Chinese study of the natural environment that allows us to create harmony and balance so that our lives are supported. So this really is a globally respected art and science. And what it helps us do is understand where the most vibrant supportive energy is available in a space, particularly home. And when you, when you align yourself with those vibrant spots, then it nourishes you and strengthens your energy. And when you're aligned with it effectively, you can achieve things a little bit more easily because you're supported. And so what's nice about feng shui is that it's a very well-defined and documented practice. There's time-tested formulas and methods that support us in living well. And so understanding the feng shui of your space enhances your awareness. And that awareness means that you have freedom and you have options in your life so that you can make informed choices. The reason that people turn to Chinese metaphysics and feng shui is to focus on issues that they may be dealing with around health, wealth, and relationships. And so sometimes you're using more than one thing under the umbrella of Chinese metaphysics to achieve a goal. Sometimes there's not one answer to a question. It could be different systems that we need to bring together. So sometimes it's just feng shui. Sometimes it's feng shui and Chinese astrology. Sometimes it's also date selection. Sometimes it's using a divination method to see things a little bit more clearly that we can't actually 
understand or, or actually see. So we're, we're detecting the unseen using Chinese metaphysics. And there are some concepts that go with this. There's concepts of qi, which is like energy. Um, that is, that's the most basic explanation. And there's different kinds of qi and types of qi. There's also um, this concept of luck. There's heaven luck, earth luck, and human luck. And so feng shui lives in the world of earth luck. This is the earth that we live on, right? This is the planet that we're on our spare physical space. Human luck is our free will. These are the choices that we make. And then heaven luck is what's faded, what you're born with. You cannot change, you cannot change your parents. You cannot Predestined. change, you know, your, well, it's, this is your fate. This is just what you get. When you're older, you can adjust your destiny, right? You can make choices with your free will and go, I don't want to live in Timbuktu. I want to live in New York. And so I'm going to move there. So then you have free, then you're using your free will. So you can adjust your destiny, but heaven luck is, is essentially faded. And then there's also yin and yang. So this is the polarity of light and dark and good and bad and the cycles and the influences that impact nature. So these are the perpetual exchange of equal and opposite forces. And then the next component to Chinese metaphysics that everyone always talks about is the five elements. The five elements are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And these are types of qi and they're said to make up the universe. And they all have a numeric value, a behavior, a sound, a taste, a part of the body, a relationship, um, a color. And you'll see these five elements in all different kinds of aspects of Chinese metaphysics. Could be Chinese medicine, could be Qigong, could be acupuncture, uh, certainly feng shui. And we also use these concepts in uh, Chinese astrology. So the five elements behave in very predictable manners in different cycles, whether it's producing cycle or controlling cycle. And when you put these all together, it basically, you're basically saying there are elements and they have types of chi and they have polarity. They're both yin and yang and an element, uh, maybe a wood element could be a yang wood element. It could be a yin wood element, fire element could be yin fire and yang fire and so on. And that's like, the super uber quick basics of Chinese metaphysics, <laughs> that the fundamentals that you need to know in order to understand all the rest of it. So, so if any of that's interesting, you can take a class. <laughs> all right, so, so, so most definitely. So one thing that we got to do here real quick, um, we need to let the audience know exactly where they can go to meet you because with everything you just said, you can get a consultation with you and learn this all in a rather lengthier uh, session. Yeah. Um, and you hit over to, what is it, www fsinmotion.com and over there you'll be uh you'll be in trance with a beautiful picture of you um <laughs> it'll say feng shui in motion and um at the very top you'll see a client portal and you'll also see a place that you can order a 2022 personal calendar and that's yes. something that we're going to dive into uh the calendar this year what it means to you so let's head over to that chinese astrology that everybody wants to hear about if you don't yes. mind no, we can definitely do Chinese astrology. That's like the fun stuff because what, what you do with Chinese astrology is you take 30 seconds to a minute and on my website, there's something called a, a Bazi calculator, B-A-Z-I calculator. And on the calculator, you can put in your personal information, your, your date of birth, your um, gender at the, that you are assigned at the time of birth. Uh, if you know your time of birth, you'd want to include that as well. And when you put in this information, it will 
magically calculate all kinds of really interesting information about you in the form of a Chinese astrology chart. It will give you your life star or life gua number that you're, it calculates it for you so you don't have to figure it out. It, um, when you scroll down through the calculator on the page after you put your information in, it will give you your lucky directions. So you get a little bit of feng shui information in the calculator, and you can also get a very basic uh, Chinese astrology chart. So you can understand what animal sign you were born in for the year that you were born. It will also give you a month uh, animal sign and a day animal sign, an hour if you give an hour and all kinds of other really cool information on there as well. And, and it's free. Okay, so that's something that they can grab there. And also um, inside there, if you click the tab, uh, it opens up and it'll show you how um, classic feng shui is different. Um, yeah. Benefits of feng shui and then your services. Your yeah. services look amazing. Yeah. Um, re residential consultation, which you, which you will talk about, I hope, in a little bit. Four yeah. pillars of destiny. That's what we're talking about here. So the Bazi calculator yeah, gives you what's called the four pillars of destiny. And that's what people get excited about because you can really learn a lot about yourself, your behaviors, potential health issues. You can get sort of a high level overview of the life journey that you can expect to be on based on the interaction of these elements. It's incredibly fascinating. Okay, so 12 Chinese zodiac, zodiac signs. Yeah. Um, briefly, could you explain those to us real quick? Because um, I know that when someone gets in depth with you, you go into years and different things like that. Yeah. I, look, I looked it over and I was like, wow, we need to come back at some point if you ever have the free time and do an episode just sure. on, on that. Yes. Just because it's so well-versed in all yes. kinds of things inside of that. So yeah, so the terms four pillars of destiny and batza or bazi is actually the same. Ba means eight and za means characters. So what's really wonderful is about this particular charting system is that my, and, and I'm limited in my understanding of Western astrology, but my understanding of Western astrology is you get like 500 or so different charts in Western astrology. Like I'm oh. a Libra with the sun in my moon house. I don't, I don't know what that means personally, because that's not my area of expertise. But Chinese astrology is amazing because you get four pillars of destiny and you get eight characters and there's something like over 13 million variations. So what that means is you're extremely unique. And the, when you see a, a, a prediction about an animal sign, it usually only has to do with the year animal sign. And so it's not really a very complete picture by itself. And when we, when we look at all of the four pillars, we get a lot more information sometimes people will say like, why are there animals or mythical creatures? The reason is because back in ancient China, the whole, the aim was to, you know, reduce the up, uprising of the massive population. So these were, these were associated with animals to make the uneducated population that couldn't read essentially um, have an understanding of the system so that they could relate. So you get these animals and now it just has, the way that we we identify them because this is how it's been passed down especially in english because this is what we get in english and you know western uh in the western population so the 12 animal signs are rat ox tiger rabbit dragon snake horse goat monkey rooster dog and pig in that order that's the order they go in <laughs> okay so let me ask you this i am born in july my birthday is the 13th and I was born in 1985, probably the best year in the eighties. Um, what would my sign be? Okay. So 
well, with, if we go into the calculator, right, we can take a second and calculate it. I can tell you that you're born in a goat month because I know that the month of July is a goat month. Without okay. looking at the Chinese calendar, I can't tell you the day because that's a big calculation. Yeah. Um, but did you want to tell us your animal year? Um, I said 1985. 1985. So we need to calculate it. Um, and I can do that. You'll have to edit that little bit out. Okay, so look, the amazing thing that's going on here right now is that she has all this stuff formulated on her website. You can go over to her website, consult with her. You can go do the calculator yourself by yourself, but come back to her to get a full understanding of what's going on. And the other amazing thing about Julian is that inside of uh, doing this consultation, um, she does residential and she does um, real estate also. Um, she could be the, I mean, the factor in you picking a good place to live where you may not, that place may have a bad, bad, um, I'm not going to say mojo, but it could have a bad it's, Yeah, it's like bad mojo. Yeah, you get in there and crappy things start happening in your life. Yeah, it's, that's why people look at feng shui before you buy, because it's easier to know what you're walking into instead of trying to fix things after. Because now if you me, can avoid something negative before you even buy it, then it's just better that way. Now, let me ask you something hypothetical. All yeah. right, me, for instance, I'm a procrastinator when it comes to buying anything. So so maybe I could use feng shui like beyond just real estate. Like because like you said, that it's, it's elements and things like that. It could be even the wood that I choose to build a cabinet with. Um, it, it can go that deep, correct? There are people that will go into the aesthetics of different materials and different colors and the textures. And that's not quite really what I do. I work more with energetics. Okay. So if you you know, if that's why I have a calendar so that you can use the right timing to do the right actions on the right day that align with you and that you vibrate with. So to that point, you were born in the year of the ox in a goat month. And I'm not going to reveal your day because that's actually, that's a little bit of a commodity that tells us a lot about you. One okay. of the things that I can see in your chart that you're really good at is growing things over time that you could sometimes be a little bit impatient, but it's a little bit like a watering a tree. The tree takes a little long to grow, but you're happy to water it. Although you may be a little impatient to get it done. Sometimes I am. And that's business. That's what you're saying to me. That's clearly business. Yeah. I can think like, sometimes I'm just like, man, I wish this thing would just go viral and I could just leave my normal job. Yeah. Here's a tip for you for next year. Cause I'm looking at your chart. So okay. the, the year that we're going into is the year of the water tiger. It's young water tiger. And for you, this is not true for everybody. So this is just specific to you. Okay. It's going to be really important that you don't enter into any really big partnerships next year. That if you want to do something, you'll want to collaborate, but you don't want to enter into any kind of official partnerships because um, water is very difficult to separate from. And if you are in a formal partnership, it can be very difficult to get out of it if you want to get out Ooh, of it later. So thank you just so collaborate, much. just do fun I stuff. Will yeah, I'm going to collaborate that, and I'll definitely do that because, and that's eerie because I was just talking about on Facebook about the algorithm and how certain things have changed from the last time, you know, me and you talked. Now, let me ask you this. You just talked about 2022, the year mm -hmm. of the tiger. Yeah. Is there anything in a broad sense that you could tell the audience about the, this year? Yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot to say about this year, mm -hmm. actually. Right, go ahead. <laughs> so it's a the way that we read the year is yang water tiger the chinese is run yin so yin is the tiger and the run is the yang water 
And so the symbolization of young water is oceans, like massive waves in the ocean. And so um, the, the emotion that is tied with the element of water is fear. So aspects of fear are gonna be prevalent this year actually. Um, now the tiger carries the element of, of yang wood, which is like tree, like a oak tree. Um, and one of the things that is important about the tiger is that it also is the birthplace of fire element. And we want fire element because fire element is optimism. So the opposite of fear is optimism and hope and love. We need a little bit of that optimism to start growing because the last couple of years have been really cold metal years. We 2020 was the year of the young metal rat. And we're currently in the year of the yin metal ox. And so we want to get away from these cold metal years and start getting into some years with some fire element, which helps grow enthusiasm and optimism. So when you think about water element over this strong wood element, it's a little bit like people standing firm, like an oak tree is very firm rooted in the ground. That's the image of young wood. Um, people standing for their principles are very firm, usually because they're afraid of something. So that may be a theme of something that we're seeing coming up this year. The element of wood relates to the emotion of anger. So we could potentially see some issues with anger management. Um, and in, in environments, countries all over the world where there's issues with money and power that can sometimes look like a coup or an uprising, which you know can happen. And so that yes, might happen this year. Um, and something special about this particular year in Chinese metaphysics is that this particular combination of yang, water, tiger is known as a spiritual pillar. And there's 10 of them, which is sort of special because there's only 10 ways to make this special spiritual pillar, spiritual aspect. So one thing that we can say is that moving into next year, people may be more interested in spiritual activity. They may be interested in, um, a human emotion and, supporting each other in terms of mental health, um, uh, emotional health, looking, thinking what spiritual aspects are sometimes like there's, oh, there's something bigger in life. And so we've, we've gone through this pandemic and millions of people are dying. And this may bring us to a place where people are like, what's it all for? You know, what, what is the meaning in life? And that's very much a spiritual question. So that's something that we can expect to see coming into 22. Okay, and that's a lot to take in. Yes, um, yeah, that, that, that's a lot. And here, here's one thing like that I just want to ask you personally, for yeah. yourself, um, having all this knowledge and the wisdom, like you have to, you kind of like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know because I don't have anything that's very divine like that about me. Like, how do you know when to allow certain information out and not to let certain information out? That's a good question. So that's really a, an ethical question in terms of how someone communicates this information. So what I've basically said is very general, right? This is, it's right, only yeah. applicable to us in general. And we'll see how the year shakes out. There's a very there's broad factors involved. These, this information comes through the process of forecasting and understand how the elements work. When someone comes to me with a question about their own life, like you said, Hey, can you tell me about my chart? Usually people are coming with something on their heart or on their minds that they're, they're in doubt about or something that they're feeling is out of balance or they're unsure about. And so we're usually addressing a specific question. So what I have found helpful 
is to, to just address the question <laughs> because mm -hmm. I may be able to see a lot of other things that are going on, but if that's not what's on your heart, it's not going to be effective information. You're not going to be able to take it in because it really is a lot of information. It can be used in multiple perspectives. It's a little bit like many facets of a diamond. If you look at it from different ways, you can see different information. Might not always give you the whole picture, but you can see different perspectives. Um, so I really, I aim to help people with what they need because in my own experience, I've been given chart readings and they gave me information that I didn't need to hear. I just didn't right. hear it. And, and even now I have to delete it out of my mind. Like as we're having this conversation, I can hear something in the back of my head that someone once told me about my chart, which I totally don't agree with now that I've studied. Um, and I wish that that person had not said that. Okay. So I, I just try to keep it simple. All right. And, and I like that because like, what you said about that business venture, I was actually, and this is true, I was thinking about uh, doing some something more than what I'm doing right now inside podcasting, and I had a slew of people that wanted to be involved in it, and I was like, I've kept everything just independent, me and the rest of my uh, collective, so I'm not, I'm going to take your advice, and I'm going to, I'll collaborate and do things with these people, but I'm not going to bring them into the fold, because it's like, that kind of made me... Year. Yeah, not this year. Like, I kind of like have to grip my teeth. I'm like, that's some really good advice there. Cause I was like, I was a little leery. And, you know, when you get that leery feeling, that's a feeling that doesn't have a good adjective or any other way to describe it. It's just an leery turns into eerie. And yes. it's just like, you know, I'm frozen, you know, and I'm, I'm stopped in time about that. Cause like, I literally was about to go through this venture tomorrow. No, no, I'm no, gonna, no, no. Yeah. No, I'm no, gonna, no. I'm going to turn myself the other thing that's in your chart is you have something called a bullying punishment. And this month you do not want to do anything like that for sure. Okay. So most definitely I will keep myself clear and I will <laughs> not uh, do anything out there. Now, um, also on your website, you have a blog. Yes. Tell us about the Feng Shui Insights blog. Well, this is where I get to talk. <laughs> I get to talk on end about a specific topic. Usually I'm sharing thoughts about cases that I've had to deal with or issues that my clients are addressing or um, ways that services can be implemented or can be used in practical applications of them. Um, and of course, I also share my podcasts on my blog as well. Um, so people can listen to this in the future um, on the blog, but I use it as a place to teach something about within within what I'm doing, because I feel like there's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of mystique around these Chinese metaphysics and Asian culture and stuff that we're not really used to here in the United States. I, I certainly didn't grow up with that because I grew up in Ohio and I didn't, this Break is all new right. to me, right? There's, it's a lot of mystique, right? And so there's a lot of, I feel like a lot of what I'm doing is like dispelling myths about bad, misinterpreted information and that's out on the in internet about the application of feng shui because I practice classical feng shui there are different perspectives in feng shui and there's different approaches my approach is a classical approach all right so let me ask you this real quick uh and this is this is where it gets into that generalistic integrity with me give us some of the stigmas and taboos that are inside feng shui that a, a common person will make because People are so quick and, and it's always been a part of life. We make stereotypes and we just make quick assumptions about things. So what are some tab things that are taboo that you can um, take that myth out for us today? Okay. So, well, that's a whole class. I teach a whole class on this, by the way. If anybody wants to learn about feng shui, I have a whole class that 
they talk like hours on myths of debunking myths of feng shui. Um, well, first of all, there is this idea on social media that you'll see there's a tool called the Bagua and the Bagua on social media is often laid on a, a property the same way every time. And it's usually the front door. And that is a very Western approach to that particular tool. And in classical feng shui, that is not how we approach it. We use the orientation of the building, which changes the layout of the audit map um, in a really beautiful and very customized way. So that would probably be the first thing is that the Bagua is not laid the same everywhere. Otherwise, all of our houses would have the same energy and that's not even logical. <laughs> and then you'll hear stuff like, you shouldn't, you should close your bathroom door and you should keep your toilet lid shut because otherwise you're going to drain money out of your toilet. Well, that's not even in the classical text in feng shui. There, back in ancient China, there was no such thing as indoor plumbing. We're now living with all these different modern conveniences that weren't con even considered. So for someone to say that it's bad luck to have the door open or your toilet lid up and you'll lose money. It doesn't even make, that doesn't even make sense to me. I think it's gross. <laughs> I don't really want to see <laughs> your toilet. So this is why I close the lid. It's not because money is going to get lost. That's not how it works. Another one is everybody should have a red front door. Like you should paint your front door red. That's another myth. If you walk around <laughs> Asia, not every door has painted red. It's not, it's, it's a misinterpretation and a poor application of the concepts that has just been made digestible or user friend DIY for us here in the United States. And it doesn't always work. And in my experience, things like that are, are such a small percentage of what the real classical formulas are for because real classical formulas use the orientation of the property, use understand the person's energy, the human energy that is in the space and the right timing. And when you get those three things together, things start to click and light up. Okay. Now we'll get a little deeper here. Uh, you talk about human energy with uh, defining human energy for us. Uh, do you ever have to use human intuition inside of all this? Well, I, I, in my own chart, I naturally have quite a bit of intuition. So my intuition is just naturally strong, which I think attracts me to this kind of work because I'm not, I mean, I'm not psychic for sure. I'm not psychic. I'm, I don't, that's not something that I am trying to cultivate either, but I have a natural intuition. And over the years, I have cultivated an understanding of human experience so I can have a deep compassion and understanding for what people are going through. When people are calling me, they're not calling me because they want to know what color to drapes to hang. They're calling me because they can't sleep. They're sick. They're having money issues. They're having big relationship problems. I don't get, I don't get the small stuff. <laughs> I like, I'm not here to help you decide what color throw pillows to put on your couch. That's not really a best use of my expertise. Um, and so part of what I'm doing with my intuition is understanding what's really going on and helping you identify the unseen things that, that are misaligned so that you can adjust them. Okay. And I like that answer right there. Cause that right there, <clears throat> that set a point there and, and it will help the listeners and people that uh, get misconstrued about things. Uh, they can just come to you and they can know exactly where to go from here. Now, let me ask you something. Cause I want to go back up to the website real quick. Cause I like to jump around okay. this personal, this personal calendar that you can order. Yeah. Um, what, what goes into the detail of that? Cause we've talked about a lot of stuff thus far. 
Yeah. This personal calendar, if someone would like to order one, they can go over to your website and we'll do a shameless plug real quick. Fsinmotion.com. And you'll see it right at the top is right under uh, client portal. Yeah. They order this personal calendar. And what do you? Let's take a minute real fast for our sponsor. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag-and-drop page design, and they have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair.com slash promo code quick start to get started today. What are you going to do inside this calendar? Just a little bit to, to keep the audience enticed. Yeah. So essentially what I'm doing is taking your birthday information and I run a, a four pillars of destiny chart. And from that four pillars of destiny chart, I understand your energetic vibration and then go through the Chinese calendar and identify the day's energy that is, uh, is in alignment with your energy. So it's a little bit like, um, a harmonious it's, it's a, it's like a harmony, right? So when, when you and I are singing a song, if we're singing the same song on the same key, it sounds really beautiful. But if you're singing a song in one key and I'm singing a different song with different lyrics and a different key, then it sounds like a cacophony. It's not so much fun. And, and it, it, it's like hard and you don't want to do it. And it's very challenging. Same thing with your personal energy. If you can align yourself with your personal energy with days that are supportive to you that you resonate with, then things are just easier. So in this calendar, it's great for ambitious people who want to work smarter and not harder, who want to be at the right place in the right time, who are interested in avoiding bad luck or potential conflicts or roadblocks. It's also really helpful if you second guess yourself, if you're like, I wonder if I should do this, kind of like the conversation we had earlier. I don't know if I should do this right now. The calendar will help you know, should I have a conversation with my boss on this day? Should I um, take my partner out for a date on this night? Um, should, I, should I start collecting a debt on this day? Should I start traveling on this day? There's also um, a wonderful aspect of the calendar that tells you when not to do something. There's something called a do not use day. You just, it's a, like a total heaven and earth <laughs> clash. You don't want to do anything important on that day. You wouldn't sign contracts on that day. You wouldn't have important conversations on the day. It's like good for self-care. It's like stay home and get a facial and put your feet up and you know, don't do anything major that day. So it can really help you know when to use the right timing for the most important activities. Is every day a good day? No. If you have a few days in the month when you know that the energy is really strong for you, then you would save the most important things for that particular day. That's what it's for so that you can plan accordingly. Um, and you get a 12 month PDF um, outlining Ooh. all of the months. Um, so you can see when the right timing is to do stuff. That's what it's for. It's for, it's for the planner. <laughs> it's really for somebody <laughs> who likes to plan. Okay, now my question for you, we're gonna get a little deeper. Um, I pay homage to a, a TV show called 2020. We've gone through this before. Oh, sure. Uh, about John Stossel, uh, Barbara Walters and Diane Sawyer. Now, you've studied feng shui for over 10 years, probably practiced it, probably longer than that. Probably it came into your your teenage years or maybe- I, your When I was a kid, I used 
used to rearrange my furniture. I had no idea what I was doing. But my dad was like, you're rearranging the furniture again? I was like, yep, my desk's going over there. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I didn't like the way that it was arranged. But okay. yeah, I was doing it even though I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so to um, bring the audience back around to us again, and um, some people have probably listened to the previous episode and the ones that have not listened to it, definitely go back and listen to that. But what time, date, and year did feng shui become a focus of yours? Because everybody has a, um, a, a a deal, like when this happens, like I know I can tell you August 9th, 2018, I decided that I was going back into podcasting hardcore. Then I can tell you before 2018 was over, I was done podcasting. And then in August of August 12th of 2020, I got back into it way more than I thought I would. And now we're here today. So yeah. when, so when did your focus become feng shui? Well, it's not that definitive, right? I mean, okay. I was already like reading books and I was already into alternative stuff long before it like clicked in my mind that I should be doing feng shui. Like I was already, I was all into alternative stuff as a kid. I was horoscopes and natural remedies and anything I could get my hands on that was alternative in Ohio, which is not a lot of resources in Ohio at the not time, at right? Cause I was back in the day. Um, now there's a zillion resources available on the internet, but Anyway, <laughs> that was like before AOL. So back in 2010, after I had moved into my home and my life started to fall apart, I remember sitting on my couch in my new house that I had moved into a few months earlier. And I was like, at the, like I had hit the bottom, right? You fall out of a plane with no parachute. You just have to hit the ground. And I was sitting on my couch, like looking around my house at the bare walls that I hadn't decorated yet. And I was like, I wonder if it's the house. And I, and that got, I just got to a place where I was like surrendering. I was like, wave the white flag. Somebody needs to come help me. I can't, I don't even know what's going on here. And I just decided that I'd had enough and I called to get help because it, it just seemed like I needed a fresh perspective of what was going on. And at that moment for me, I, I thought, oh, maybe it's a feng shui issue. So that's, that's when I started getting help. That's, that was the real I mean, if you want a moment in time, I don't know the yeah, date, definitive I look time. Back on my, definitive but time. that was the time that I was like, it's, I wonder if it's the house. And that was really the start of my journey. And that Are really you, is true for most practitioners. You usually, they've got their own problems to solve first. Then <laughs> I once you, because all of a sudden you have more control over the things that were out of control. And how do you handle that intellect? Because like, once you get this wisdom and knowledge that you have now, you think on a higher level. And I don't say think on a higher level. I say you comprehend on a higher level because thinking anybody can do that, but comprehending things and then applying them into an application, that's a, that's deep. Some people don't get to that level. Some people just think and they don't go any further with it. So comprehension um, and application. When did you get to the point where you were like, you know, beyond what happened to you in that definitive moment you gave us, but like, when did you realize like, Hey, I've got this, I can do this. Like, Oh, that came a lot later. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I started with Western feng shui, right? So I started with this, so me talking about the Bagua earlier, where I said, Oh, it's applied on the house, you know, one way I started to feel like this doesn't even make sense to me. And I wonder if there's something deeper. So for me, that was really helpful for me to be thinking this can't be everything that there is in feng shui. It can't just be this easy. 
And so I really started to just to look into the classical approach a little bit more and look into the wisdom of that. And that has really led me on this incredible journey of the depth and the wisdom and the amazing documentation of what the Chinese ancients were doing. Like they didn't have anything to do. There was no technology. They'll just observe the world and document it and, and draw conclusions and, and be connected to nature. And um, so after really going through, I went through a year and a half of private mentoring with my instructor, my master teacher, uh, my Sifu as the case would be. And um, once I got through that, then I was like, oh, now I got it because there's, it's not all in a book. And I read dozens of books. I spent so much money on books on feng shui over the years, but really the, the real training is with a, a master because the real training is orally passed down from master to student. And so once I went through my formal training, then I was like, oh, this is where the good stuff really is. And then I, then I would test it. So that's the, then the fun stuff really begins. Cause once you get the formulas and you start to understand how to apply them, then you test them for yourself. And when you get really good results, you're like, cha-ching, it worked. <laughs> and then your husband, in my case, that was my husband was like, oh, this works. Like, okay, now I get it. So that's, that was perhaps the moment for me when it all came together. All right. Now um, I have to get an understanding of this concept. So you channel energy, correct? Not like a psychic does. What I, when you say channel, what I'm helping people do is align themselves with favorable energy. I'm, I'm okay. telling you where to go. It's a little bit like having a Wi-Fi device in your house. If you have a big house and you have a Wi-Fi router and you have an important presentation to do on Zoom, you're not going to go to the end of the house where the Wi-Fi is not strong. You're going to go to the part of the house where the Wi-Fi router is working. The signal is strong. It's not going to get interrupted. You can, you can give your presentation confidently. You can feel supported. You know everything is going to be okay. That's the same thing with feng shui. We want to find the hot spots in your environment so you can use them more, so you can sleep in the hot spot, so you can work in a hot spot, so you're, the, the important components of your home are in the right place so that they're all working together and can, and can give you vibrant, supportive energy. So I'm personally not like, I'm not like a medium, like I'm not channeling that, right? I'm just okay. helping people know where the alignment is to go. So is there a level of added stress afterwards? Like, does this ever become too much for you? Because that's what I was trying to get at. Like, I wanted to know, like, is it, is, does it get to be too much sometimes? Like, what do you do to, like, get out of your realm? Well, so I, what do I do? Well, first of all, I started working on spiritual practice. A lot of feng shui practitioners start to understand that it's not just the earth component. It's not just the human component. There is a heaven component too. And so we need to respect the other dimension of the heaven components. So there's a lot of spiritual practice that, that I personally am involved in. Feng shui is not a religion. So having, having another outside component to, of, to a spiritual practice is very helpful. And the other thing that I know is that when someone asks me for support, I'm giving my expertise, I'm giving the very best of my recommendations to them so they can have a good outcome. And then I kind of let it go. Because if I say to a client, here are the 10 things you need to do, and you only do four of them, you cannot say that it didn't work because <laughs> you didn't right. do all the 10 things I told you to do. This is why for me, a lot of my clients are very ambitious. Actually, a lot of my clients are men <laughs> because they're really ambitious. 
they're doing affirmations. They've got coaches, they've got goals. They're like, you know, they, and then they're like, oh, and there's this other component of energy. And, you know, somebody told me about feng shui and I want to give myself a boost and I'm going to use all the resources I can. And so like they're, you, my, my male clients are usually very compliant. If I say do 10 things or like getting the 10 things done and then their results are really great. <laughs> and that's good to hear there. So, so all right, so doing that and following the goals and setting certain uh, boundaries in what you're doing inside these goals, how do you set boundaries inside of, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll lose my voice. How do you lose, I mean, how do you set boundaries inside of feng shui when you're trying to achieve goals? Like what is something, you know, not to say not to go too far to the right or too far to the left, but what are boundaries that you have to set when you're using feng shui? Oh, to we need to have reasonable expectations, right? If my, if my <sighs> business client comes to me and says, I want to increase my business, then we need to have something measurable. Are you trying to bring an income? Are you looking for more opportunities to pitch to a client? Are you looking for um, dollars in the bank account? And is your, is your goal unreasonable? Are you trying to double your business in one year? Let's not overshoot the goal here. Like that may not be in the cards, especially if it's a new business and it's not something that's running well. Um, but it could potentially be um, reasonable for a 20, a 10 to 20% increase in net income. It can be certainly reasonable to have a 10 and 20% increase in opportunity, right? So for a lot of my clients, it's about sales. A lot of my clients are doing things that involve sales. So for them, it's just the opportunity to talk to people, to network, to pitch what they're doing. And for them, once they get an opportunity, then they can close whatever they're doing and which leads to higher income. Um, and so the, when you talk about a boundary, we need to have a reasonable expectation. If you are somebody who's single and you're not dating and you're looking for a romance, I don't think that that person is going to come knocking on your door to sweep you off your feet like the romance novel. That's <laughs> not how it works. You need to go network. You need to, you need to get out there. Um, even though your feng shui may be good, if you're not taking action toward your goal, it's not going to help anything because feng shui does favor action. You need to do stuff. Okay. So interaction with your goals and being compliant. Once you have the boundary set and staying complacent while you're doing that will further you in feng shui, basically. It will further you along toward your goal, toward okay. the abundance, toward the happiness, toward the satisfaction. If you wanna feel empowered, you wanna feel a sense of empowerment, you wanna feel a sense of abundance, you wanna feel a sense of wellness, you should consider the significance of your environment. That's the power of feng shui. Okay. So that's the power. Now, Jolene, we get to a point in the show where I have to get a little bit more personal and I like to say personable with you. Um, so here it goes. You teach feng shui. You deal with a lot of people, like you said, uh, you have a male client base. You do have females also. Of course. Um, and it's driven. It, You know, you have to have that. Uh, I, I like to use the word gunction because I'm from the South. I'm from West Virginia, so... Gunction. gunction yeah gunction yeah you gotta have gunction so what happens when you have someone that doesn't have the self-esteem and doesn't have the motivating factors around them to be compliant and to to let feng shui help them how do you help that type of person they're usually coming to me with a different question right so they're usually coming to me with something else that's presenting 
it's so here's an example. Usually what I give people is what they need. So I will sometimes give clients what they need, not what they say that they want. So for example, if a client says, I want to have a baby, but they're a drug addict. We need to get them healthy before they can have a baby. So we sometimes what we're doing as practitioners is we need to, to help people get what they need in order to get them on the path toward what they want. But the order is not always what they think it is. If that makes any sense. That's, it does make sense. If they, you want to drive like, your Ferrari on the road, you got to make sure you're on a road that has a smooth path. Otherwise it's going to have potholes. You're not going to be able to go fast in your Ferrari. It doesn't work that way. Got to get on a smooth <laughs> road first. Definitely need to be on an Autobahn. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to go fast, but if the road is not smooth, we need to smooth out the path first. Okay. Now, Julian, we come to another part of the show where I give a testimony about you. Feng Shui, that's your life. That's your passion. Um, you present it to people in a very, what's the word that I want to use? A very friendly manner. And it's very hard to do because some people have stereotypes and people, that, like you said, people that come to you, come to you with issues, problems. They come to you to be everything that they need, a psychiatrist and all these other licensed professions that you could attain if you'd like to, or you may have underneath your belt. We won't talk about that right now. If you do have them, we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> but... In channeling this stuff, you have to hear a lot. Yeah. You have to get very personal. You have to get so deep inside someone's soul. It's almost like you're their soulmate, but you're not their soulmate because you have your soulmate and yeah. they don't have their soulmate, but yeah. you're the person that you're the middle woman, man, binary, non-binary for that person. And that has to be really tough. It has to be really hard because you go into the depths with your calendars and your metaphysics, your metaphysics, you're, you're a scientist, basically. Let's just it go is an art and there. a science for sure. Yeah. So, so you're a scientist. So you have to use the same reason and theory that we use in any scientific method. And that's something hard to do because not everybody can do that. A lot of people will use their intuition and not use the logic and fall off the map, but you do that perfectly. So real quick, what I'd like you to do for the audience, and that's my testimony for you, is that I really appreciate that how you formulate everything and how you talk about things, because a lot of people don't know how to articulate. People can, there's some people that can just talk, and I'm one of those people, I can just talk, and I can make it sound like I'm professional, but I don't, I don't have, I don't have all that articulation and all that extra stuff to, to, in the charisma to, you know. To, to seal the deal with certain things like that. I'm so blushing. Like your clients yeah. can't see that I'm <laughs> blushing. Um, yeah, I, I can't do feng shui, but I know you said so I can just point them to you. And so now I sound like a good businessman. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in the same in the same realm, I want to tell you thank you. It's very hard to do what you do in society because you have stigma, taboos, and things that you have to um take away from people even though people may come to you with their knowledgeable and may know this and that so that's something that's very hard to do i couldn't break down every stigma and taboo about anything if someone came to me about anything besides projectors i know about projectors i can get you there so i want to tell you personally thank you um I want you to do me a huge favor and this is something that we don't do in life um enough go give yourself a hug in, in the mirror sometime and realize mm. you know that that you are shaping and molding the world in doing that with your insight and everything that you have wrapped up in a million books that you've bought, you've probably spent twenty, thirty thousand dollars in books. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So that vast knowledge, I thank you for spreading that to the world. Um, I would like the audience to take some time and check out the show notes um, at the very end of this, because you'll have a lot of information that you've provided me. 
that they can come to you, do consultations. Um, you do remote and you do residential. Um, I will ask you real quick to tell them uh, a good uh, area of residential. I don't know if you're going to come from where you are now to all the way to West Virginia, but if I do. Prices... I have a day rate. You can fly me to wherever you are. I'm happy to come out there. It, it, people fly me all over the country, but I'm based <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona, and I can certainly do things remote. There's some limits to what I can do remotely. There's some advanced formulas I cannot do without being on site to measure, but we can get quite a bit accomplished remotely um, if if being in person doesn't work. Plus, we're you know it's, it's a pandemic. People don't always want to see me in person. That's okay. We can do stuff remotely. Right, because we get different variants like Delta, different airlines, Southwest uh, <laughs> uh, with the COVID. And, and guys, I'm not making fun of COVID. I'm just making fun of the variants. You had Delta, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And so, we're going to get more. It's, this is not the end. This is oh, no, not I talk about for Chinese New Year. So one thing I do want to get into, because we didn't talk too much about the social medias that you have on here. You go down to the bottom. And one thing I've always liked about you, and we didn't get to talk about this, but you have a LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn, and that's the professional social media. You have yeah. Instagram. That's the that's the the Facebook for certain people. Then you have yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So you can be reached on all three of these. And if you scroll all the way down to um, the very end of her um, website, and her website is mobile friendly, guys. I do want to say that because I did scroll on it on a MacBook and iPad and on my iPhone, and that's I am an Apple guy, so I just plug all that. Um, and they're not sponsoring me, but anyway, um, not yet. <laughs> not yet, yeah, not yet. <laughs> but the thing is, like, you can click on anything, like, I can click over and just automatically over on your Instagram. You have a good following over there. You see pictures of uh cats. I see I a cat, my kitties are on there. Um, you it's see the, the tiger. Of, we got to see pictures of kitties, all kinds of felines, and then you see all kinds of pictures of you because you've got a quite a bit of them on here. Um, so on this Instagram page, just because Instagram is a realm that's really big, um, are there any type of interactions that the people can catch with you? Uh, reels, um, IGTV oh, yeah. stuff? Yep. Oh, I, yeah. I have some really interesting reels where I'll get on and answer question, interesting questions um, and talk. Sometimes I will leave a consultation and I'll be on a roll and I'll get on a reel and I'll say something really interesting. Yeah, I definitely have reels and posts and all kinds of good feng shui stuff on there. Okay, so Jillian, we come to the end of this episode and I want to thank you so much for coming on West Virginia and Commonplace. But before we go any further, there are people behind the scenes that help with what you do. I know that you may run out the business all by yourself or you may have a, a team. That's not our concern at this moment. But there's people that you have to thank that help you because there's someone that hears um, me nag, hears you nag about what's going on in our business. Who are those people or whom are those people that you want to say thank you to and give a big shout out to that help you along the way, even from the felines up? So it's so interesting that you say this because in Chinese metaphysics, in Chinese astrology, we call them noblemen. Noblemen are like helpful people that you appreciate in your life to make things go smoother. So I often find that I'm someone's nobleman when they ask me to be their feng shui expert or help them with Chinese astrology. And I, I believe in my heart that I have amazing noblemen in my life. My teachers have been remarkable. My spouse is my life partner who is incredibly supportive. Um, I, I love my students because my students are taking the knowledge on and they're going to continue carrying that knowledge and growing the understanding of feng shui as, as the world grows. Um, 
so I would say there's my, I have these, I have amazing teachers. I have, I have incredible people. I feel like I have these amazing circle of people in my life. Um, and I'm grateful for them. So grateful. And that's good to hear. Um, Once again, everybody, please, please head over to Julian's website, which you'll plug one last time for us. Fsinmotion.com. And you can reach her on this site. You, there's different ways to contact her. She has contact forms and everything else that you need to get to over there. Inside the um, show notes that'll be at the end of this episode that you guys will be able to see on any platform that you listen to this episode on, be it Apple, Spotify, whatever, you will be able to find out how to get in touch with Julian, um, how to embrace the feng shui and get it inside your life and to make your life more productivity i mean give your life more productivity and to give you more range in life because that's what feng shui seems like it's going to do for um people that don't have the range and don't have the mode and don't have the focus so what i would like you guys to do and this is something that i that i've tried to preach to people is after you uh, click on a link you find out what you like about what julian has to offer you consult her i want you to find a social media and follow her, interact, see what her day-to-day life is, because the thing that gets mixed up in this, uh, this podcasting and um, helping out uh, people in life, like with feng shui, life coaches, and all that stuff, is that you don't actually see the day-to-day person, but Julian at least takes the time to show you her life, so definitely please um, check out one of her social medias, and interact with her, and get involved with feng shui in motion. Thank you. This is such, it's been such a pleasure talking with you. I always enjoy it and I'd love to do it again. Thank you so much. Well, definitely. This is JR from West Virginia and Commonplace signing off.